Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, February 25th. My name is Javier Reyes, your illustrious host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined to do so, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, any concerns you might have, and I'll do my very, very best to answer them here on the show. If you guys didn't notice, I've been saying my very, very best, which is I'm going to not say that anymore <laughs> because it's very stupid. But I'm in a I'm in a pretty good mood. Oh, yesterday's pod was about I was talking with Jeff just kind of, to kind of doing some divisional talk, and I'm hoping to do more of those with the rest of the Lockdown hosts for the NOS division. I just felt like that'd be a fun thing to do and. Just kind of break down every team that we're going up against. Now, the Dodgers is obviously the big one, and there's barely any chance in hell that the Padres catch up to them this year. But I still thought it'd be a lot of fun to talk about it. And, of course, on Friday, I talked about the Astros thing with Stacy. Like, I-, I think the last couple podcasts have been pretty cool. So I'm in a good mood about that. And today, what I want to talk about, spring training is going on right now. We had starts from Zach Davies and Cal Quantrill. And we got a homer for Manny Machado, but I actually don't want to talk about spring training today. I like to, when I can, kind of cover spring training in like a cluster and like a little bit of a group. I don't like to just look at one game. I like to look at a bunch and just kind of how everything's breaking down, which is how I think we should all talk about baseball in general. You know, you're supposed to fail in the sport more than any other. It's expected that you're not going to get a hit or a strike at every five seconds, right? So tomorrow I was thinking of doing a little bit of a mailbag or not a mailbag, but a just answering a couple questions that people sent in to me last week about some of our prospects and what I prefer to see them do this spring training and whatnot. So going to try and do that tomorrow. But for today, I want to cover some signings that the Padres made, one in particular. And I also wanted to talk about just the, the old rumor mill, you know, because the rumor mill is fun, guys. I mean, we got a month until the season starts officially. You know, spring training's here, but it's still kind of fun to talk about. Even Even the pie in the sky possibilities and by pie in the sky believe me one of the rumors that came out about the Padres is definitely a pie in the sky type of scenario one of them which is not pie in the sky but it is unlikely I'd say and you know today by the time you you guys are listening to this podcast the Padres will have been playing the athletics um, Joey Lucchese is getting his first start of the spring that should be cool to watch you know I'm, I'm not super high on Lucchese but I think he's definitely gonna fill some innings for us this year so Looking forward to seeing that, I guess, but still going to save that for tomorrow. Today, I want to talk about Mr. Brian Dozier, who was signed to a $2.2 million minor league deal to the Padres. Of course, that is the Mr. The illustrious, I guess, second baseman for the Minnesota Twins and then the Dodgers and then the Nationals, the World Series winning Nationals. And I just wanted to give a shout out to him because in a lot of ways, I think I think Brian Dozier is a superhero. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed that clip as much as I did. It was floating around the other day after the Padres signed him. And look, this isn't one of those signings that's it's probably not a major deal. He still has to make the team. He's going to have to beat out guys like like Profar and Gordon Beckham, Ty France, Greg Garcia, guys like that. It's crazy to think about how far Brian Dozier's stock has fallen. I mean, this was a guy who back in 2016 hit 42 home runs, which was the highest single season mark for a second baseman like ever. And 
that was nuts. You know, he batted 268, 340 on base, was a borderline like MVP candidate. He was quite good. Average defensive player, but on the base pass, he was kind of an interesting guy because had some speed and a lot of power for his position that you don't really see and just scored a lot of runs and, like I said, really great on the base paths. So it's it's funny to see that now all of a sudden, I remember after 2017, he goes and bats 215, goes down from 271 to 215, and that's kind of just, that's baseball, man. I mean, you want to talk about how anything can happen in baseball and guys can just fall off a cliff in terms of production quickly. This is a good example. I mean, a top-tier second baseman in the league, and all of a sudden, it's not like he's too old. You know, he is... This will be his age 32 season coming up, but still it's incredible to imagine. And, you know, his numbers last year, he still hit 20 home runs, bad 227 on base of 307, which isn't the worst in the world, but still certainly not great. And numbers like that, it's funny because I feel like there was that brief period, maybe like 2013 to 2016, probably, um, those are probably too small of time constraints, but there was this lack of overall power and home runs in the league to an extent where there wasn't like a lot of crazy offense. It was kind of hard to find that in the league. And that was a time when guys like Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo and Adam Duvall, along with the the current form of Brian Dozier, were flawed power like that was kind of seen as being pretty attractive and teams would still give that guy a chance. And that's really, you know, I know that sounds like a little bit of a fantasy general perspective, but still, I think it's true that in general, the, the overall power boom of the league Guys like that aren't getting those big contracts anymore or even getting a chance. I mean, I think that Dozier was a guy who you would expect to get a two-year deal at least. Not even a minor league deal. You probably thought he was going to sign somewhere. And we're going to see. Do I think he's going to make the roster? I actually think he might. He's not the best defensive player, but it's not like he's competing with too much firepower, I guess is the way to put it. Greg Garcia, amongst others. I think that probably right now, I would say Jerickson Profar is probably the favorite. I mean, Preller actually, you know, made a trade for him. He's clearly high on the guy, even though he took a enormous step backwards last year. You know, batting 218 with an on base of 301, decent pop, but just overall really, really kind of disappointing. Barely an OPS over 700. So I would, I would keep an eye on this. It's going to be interesting to see. I guess this is one storyline to follow over the course of the next month to see if Dozier gets the spot. And you know, he actually hits well against lefties. With a slash, and I have 270, 354, 500. So maybe if he makes a team, it's not going to be an everyday starting gig. Maybe he'll be a solid bench guy for matchup purposes. So that's just a tiny little thing. And you know what? I'm rooting for the guy. I love that clip that I played. And for a little bit, it's going to be kind of the the anthem for me going forward. A million and one, baby. That's That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm in a good mood. And let me tell you, in terms of a million and one, there's actually a... I would say that there's a a million and one chance that one trade happens, one rumor that's propagated over the the past, I'd say, 86 hours. I can't do math. And over the weekend, this propped up. And we're going to talk about that after a short little break, as well as another rumor that's been popping around. So don't go anywhere, guys. And we're back here, everybody, here on the Lockdown Padres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Just got done talking a little bit about Brian Dozier who, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. And I think he's a superhero. It doesn't solve the the biggest problem with the with the Padres, which is their outfield problem, specifically center field. And that's where I want to transition into. Because there was a rumor over the weekend that there's a... I talked about this last week, actually, about Will Myers, that apparently the, the Padres and Red Sox were 
We're still in discussions regarding him. But now there's actually a rumor that came out that the Padres are interested in Nick Senzale, who's currently in competition with the on the Reds for the center field job to start the season. And I want to talk about that because this would be probably the three-team trade, right? This is what makes everything make sense. Padres get salary relief, potentially Senzale, Red Sox, whatever, like they get Will Myers. And let's talk about Senzale, who was the second overall pick by the Reds back in 2016 and is believed by many to be one of the more highly regarded prospects that's come up in their organization. In theory, I think this would be a really awesome way to ameliorate that center field concern. He's young, 24. He's kind of only had a tiny bit of time in the majors. He's, you know, he's actually got some fun highlight tapes on the Reds playing center field, you know, saving some runs at home plate, actually. But I think that it's hard for me to believe that the Reds would be so inclined to give up a guy that they took second overall this early. Like, I don't, it's not like we know, they know for sure how well he's played. He really hasn't had much time. He, you know, tore a labrum last season and ended his season pretty prematurely. But let me tell you, hey, it's not like crazy things don't happen. I mean, we just saw Mookie Betts get traded last week, guys, who's like one of the best players in baseball. It wouldn't be super surprising, but just to just talk about him, decent, decent glove. And he's actually hit above 300 in every level of the minors that he's been in, which suggests that his, you know, kind of underperforming stat of 256 mark last season shouldn't be held against him too much. Granted, he didn't look great, but still, I think that this would be an interesting get for the Padres. You know, I talked about this signing of Juan Lagares. They're testing out Fernando Tatis in center. There, there's this rumor about Senzel. And it's clear that they... <laughs> It's clear that the Padres don't really know what they're doing with center field. They don't really know who their center fielder is going to be. And that's a little concerning considering you traded one of them, which was Manuel Margot, who I still think is is talented. And I know he wasn't great, but he's I, he was a good player. And I think that he was a sure like going to start. And he was young. He's still 26. So we don't know for sure he's going to be. And Lord knows the Rays love just picking up guys that people have given up on and kind of turning them into something salvageable. We're going to see how that turns out. But I'd say Senzale, I would keep an eye on this. I'm not expecting it, but it would definitely be a tiny move that I'm a big fan of, you know, smaller moves, and it'd definitely be one that would be exciting. And it would give a little bit more, I guess, certainty to who, what potentially the starting outfield could look like come opening day. But now in terms of not a small trade, I wanted to talk about another rumor that came out, and this one is... Like I said, this is, this. let me tell you, this is pie in the sky. <laughs> like, this is the epitome of that. And that's Francisco Lindor, who apparently, according to reports, the Padres and Indians are still talking about this. Now, I guess that, like I mentioned, the Padres are, have been testing out Tatis in center, and that's probably going to lend credence to this rumor, and that's what's going to get fans excited about, oh, that's why they were testing him out in center field, because they might get Francisco Lindor, who is probably the best shortstop in all of baseball, unless you count the couple of times Bregman has played there. But last year, just to, to ring off some stats, bad 284 with a 335 on base, OPS of 854, 32 homers, 22 steals, and most importantly, he's incredible defensively. And I guess that another thing that lends credence to this, I can't speak today, is that, yeah, the Indians heading into last season... You know, it's funny because he wasn't expected to be a incredible hitter. He only batted like 260, 270 in the minors around that range. And it's funny to see, I guess, that 
he immediately became great offensively in the league, which was really fun because he's actually Puerto Rican. And if you guys don't know, I'm Puerto Rican too. So very excited about that. And one of my favorite overall players to watch in the league, he's just such an exciting guy. But I guess, you know, I think one of the things that is also part of Lindor, I think he's going to get plenty of trade rumors. So I don't want Padres fans to get too excited about this. The Indians, the owner even came into last season being like, hey, don't hold on too close. Don't get too attached to, to some of the players. This might be one of those things where Lindor is going to be getting linked to a lot of teams because I guess the consensus is that the Indians can't afford him or don't want to afford him, whatever. And another thing is that this would justify, I guess, the Padres fans why they didn't go after Mookie. And it would make sense. You know, you don't go after Mookie Betts because he's a one-year guy, potentially. And then you can get Francisco Lindor, who's also an elite defender and great offensive player, who you'd have for two years. But that's my thing. And that's why I think it becomes a pie-in-the-sky thing, because if you have him for two years, that increases his value, which means it's going to cost more. And I know that, despite how bullish I've been about believing A.J. Peller has a move to make, I'm, I think it's highly unlikely that this happens. It's exciting. I love talking about it. I can just... I mean, the whole... I mean, we already love Machado Tatis, right? That's already an incredible hot corner duo. But the the Manny Machado Francisco Lindor, that might be, ooh, ah, that might be the best corner infield like in baseball defensively at least, and maybe offensively too, because I think Machado is gonna just absolutely rake this year. So, but I I, I just think it's gonna be unlikely, and I do wonder in a bunch of ways what kind of package it would take. Would they need need to give up like Mackenzie Gore? You know, God forbid. I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, this is and this is the reason I'm not a GM. I would die for my fellow Puerto Rican Francisco Lindor here and would do anything to acquire him. But I don't think the Padres want to blow up their farm system in that sense. But then again, see, this is what I keep doing. I keep countering myself. Where it's not like the Dodgers had to blow up too much of their team in order to acquire Mookie. Granted, it's for a year, but still, it's not like they had to give up that much for a once-in-a-generation talent, and Mookie is is better than Francisco Lindor, but still, I, I think that that's... It's, I would say that it's not that this is impossible. I just don't see... I don't see the Indians kind of getting rid of him. I just think that this is too quick. There's not enough talk about it. I feel like with Mookie, there was a lot of buildup over months, starting with Dombrowski leaving the team, getting fired, what have you. And this is kind of a thing that's, it's it's light, shallow trade rumors. I think that, guys, it's it's not going to happen. And I, I would love it for it to happen. And it, it might explain the not getting Mookie bets, but still, I think that this isn't exactly something to look into and expect too much. But I, but that about does it for my thoughts. I'm going to talk about some more spring training stuff as time passes. going to develop some more thoughts on that and see as players keep batting and whatnot and we're gonna see about this center field thing on every aspect of it we'll see if Tatis is gonna play more at center field I don't know the Padres are in a little bit of a despite my optimistic mood about the team heading into the year and I think that I'm kind of expecting them to be like a above 500 team I know that's kind of a best case scenario but I really do expect it and it's it's gonna be fun to watch you know and I'm, I'm excited to see how everything goes whoa actually while while recording this apparently Wow. Holy uh, guys, breaking news. Actually, I know this isn't the Padres, but I just got an alert that Luis Severino needs Tommy John surgery. So holy crap, that's big news. And that's a killing blow to the Yankees. I'm hopefully I didn't jinx Stacy and her team by her coming on the podcast. So we're just going to you know ignore that, guys. You know, don't tell her anything. Don't remind her that she was on the podcast and whatnot. But 
guys, that does it for today. Just a little bit of a recap on a couple of the moves the Padres have been making. Going to be talking more about the spring, maybe answering a couple of your guys' questions that have been sent along tomorrow on tomorrow's show, Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday, I'm hoping to have a couple of guests. That's kind of been looks like what's been shaking up. I don't want to make that the the for sure thing that I'm always going to have guests on Thursday and Friday, but I'm hoping to have actually a, a Padres fan on the pod by by this week. So that's going to be interesting, and I hope you guys can look forward to that. And until next time, that's it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Still making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you get your pods from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. If you see that I have an anime avatar pick, don't worry. I swear I'm not like the trolls that use them. Don't worry. I'm trying to give them a good name. And remember, rate the podcast. I've seen a bunch of ratings on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, what have you, Stitcher, Spotify subscribe guys it's it's been a blast we're really getting to the thick of it week three of this podcast until next time guys stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care